The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. So the Capitol riots, the right wing crazy people at the Capitol, all, I mean, just, just nothing but evil, mean Trump supporters, man. There's no nice Trump supporters out there. They're all bad people. They're all gun toting, angry white men. There's no women that like Trump. There's no black people or Mexicans. There's no one likes Trump except for hateful white men, right? Wrong, okay? I'll tell you wrong right now, dude. I mean, we talk with uh, Dirty. She likes to go by Dirty. Uh, Dirty Martini 777, I believe, on uh, Instagram. Really cool person. Uh, really fun person. Not your average Trump supporter. Not what CNN tells you is a Trump supporter. Doesn't look like she would be uh, able to get initiated into the Proud Boys. Um, looks like a, a liberal, a, a liberal arts major type woman. This is no insult to her. It's refreshing to see people like this that are, you know, just supporters of, of you know, what they're told that they shouldn't like. I think that that's, you know, my biggest thing, uh, having this conversation, but she was there at the Capitol. She was present for the events that unfolded that day. And she has a very, very interesting, uh, set of experiences that went on. Definitely seemed to have been feeling some discrimination, uh, especially after the event when she was trying to just walk home with another female friend of hers. Um, I mean, man, it's, it's undeniable that some shady shit went on that day. Now, who did it? I'll let you listen to the episode. You can make a decision for yourself. Now, keep in mind, this is only one person's experience, right? Uh, we actually were trying to get on a couple people together, but her experience alone really tells me that, you know, a lot of my, um, you know, what do you call it when you're leaning one way? You're thinking yeah, like some of your thing? intuitions. My intuitions yeah, yeah. were confirmed, Okay. Um, I don't know, man. What did you think of her story? It's interesting. It, it's always uh, weird to be able to talk to someone who is there for a critical like episode yeah. in time and not have to read it from a history book. Yeah. You just get so many more layers. Uh, I was really just happy to talk uh, talk to her because um, I think she's still feeling a little bit shaken up. 
So um, yeah, she's a big spiritual person. She was saying she had to kind of like decompress and align her chakras. In her words, just happy that she's safe and sound, obviously. And it's it is a great listen. Again, getting an insider's view is uh, is priceless. Yeah, and I mean, she was on the front line. She was right there. Um, chaos all around her and she she was just able to to maintain a positive attitude and then come on and, and really kind of you know recollect the entire thing very clearly to us and it was interesting a really really fun listen so enjoy the episode uh, let us know what you think hit us with those five star reviews gonna keep bugging you about those until you all do them and then uh, what Instagram is uh, Dangerous World Pod got merch for sale gonna come out with more in 2021 here and we always love your support you guys have actually made us uh fairly high ranked in the podcast world which we're very honored about and just want to keep keep doing the same shit we're gonna be here for the rest of 2021 unless i get arrested for being you know uh just a little too pro-america but we'll see we'll see what happens here um i mean let's just get into it man have fun all right everyone we have a capital riot uh, or Capitol protest attendee, uh, you know, Dirty here wasn't involved with any of the shenanigans, obviously. Uh, we don't talk to anyone that's a part of anything that's bad. We don't know anything. We don't know anything. We don't. And neither does she. So, Dirty, how are you doing? No. I, I'm i doing well. I've been the last couple of days kind of rejuvenating. And, uh, you know, we talked about being a little spiritual, just kind of like putting my chakras <laughs> back right. Um it was really heavy there. And so I feel like it took a few days to kind of shake it off. Um, what was heavy about it? I mean, was it just like before, like, cause you weren't obviously right there with all the chaos. Was it just like, could you, could you kind of sense something was off with, you know, such a mixed bag of people being in one location or what was it? Yeah, it was, it was a bit of the, all of the above. Like when we first got there, you know, we had all of these wonderful intentions in our heart and why we were there to, you know, speak to the fraud that was happening. Um, I used to be a fervent Bernie supporter. Um, I lived in Oregon and I saw him speak there and I was there for the whole bird thing and it was complete magic. (laughs) And I was just like, holy shit, like this guy's a real deal. And I watched them steal it from him the first time. And then I watched them steal it from him the second time. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, coming to Trump and like, like him or not, like, I'm sick of this shit happening. And so it's very evident to me with the things that I've been researching and looking into that that is exactly what what took place. And so I wanted to show up to the Capitol and make my voice heard with a ton of other patriotic Americans that felt the same way. And when we first got there, that's exactly what it was. It was such a beautiful conglomeration of so many different kinds of people. There were gay people there. There were all sorts of other races there. Like this was not a white supremacist fucking (laughs) KKK rally. It was not that at all. Like I had so many beautiful conversations with the people that were standing there, like waiting for all of the speeches. We got there. The, the place like opened up for people to start going into the ellipse at like seven in the morning. And we ended up getting there about nine 30 and it was already full. Like they weren't letting anybody else in. And so we were backing up onto the lawn in front of the Washington monument, the national monument. 
And it was just, I mean, for lack of a better word, it really kind of felt like a Woodstock. Like people were just having great conversations. Everybody was stoked to fucking be there. Everybody was making comments about how many people were there. And we all were just, we felt this like immense sense of pride that there were so many people showing up to make their voices heard, you know, like there was no, like, as a human being and being perceptive, you could look around and see fucking people talking into their stuff. And you could, you could kind of get a sense of like, who was off, you know? And so like, for the most part, that whole section of people in that whole time was like, I was having conversations with a mother and her daughter that drove all the way from Seattle and this, this guy and his wife and his granddaughter that drove here to watch all the speeches. And they were so excited about it. And like, the amount of young people that were there, it was just like, it was phenomenal. And I was just like, constantly, like my breath was taken away. And I was just like, people were singing God bless America, like, amazing grace at one point. Like, it was just <laughs> a awesome. huge love fest. Like, it really was. I, I, I'm not being facetious. I'm not, it really fucking was. And like, we were just like, huh, this is, this is cool. And then once the speeches were late, we kind of, we started kind of having those like perks of like feelings of like, huh, let's pay attention to this. Or like when people would come up to speak, like who was speaking, like it was Flynn came up to speak, Junior was, came up to speak, um, a couple females were up there and then he came out, Trump came out and he had started, he was supposed to start, I think at noon and he didn't come out until almost like 1230, 1240. And so he starts speaking and Cheney and I notice that like just really weird factions of people start trickling off and trickling off. And we were like, oh. how weird, like you would travel this whole way to like see all these speeches and you're going to leave when the big man's on. Like, that's weird. And so I think because we were cognizant of that, we at one point were, we, we could see people starting to be like, oh, why are they leaving? Oh, maybe we should go too. And like, at one point we were like, should we go too? And Cheney looked at me and she was like, no way, man, we came here to watch him. And I was like, yeah, we did. Like, let's finish. And so a majority of the people stayed, but by the time he finished and he was like, if y'all want to join me, like for a little walk down Pennsylvania Avenue and make your voices like patriotically and peacefully heard, we were, everybody was like, yeah, bitch. And we all like started <laughs> migrating and it took us. I mean, it took us a good half hour. We we weren't dawdling. We were just walking with the crowd. We noticed, too, that there were these weird little booths set up with Trump gear. And it was yeah. a weird red color. You know how that whole red and the MAGA and it's like a, it's a it's a thing. It was a totally different color. And there were these like beanies and scarves, bright ass red, five bucks a piece. So you could get like your uniform for 10 American dollars. You know, it had made in China tag on it. And like, doo -doo -doo. so like, it was cold as fuck. It was like 30 degrees. They had soaked the grass before we all got there. So it was muddy and wet. So everybody was cold to the bone. So we had stopped and picked up some of this gear. I, I got a beanie for my head. I, so I was wearing two beanies. Uh, Cheney ended up getting a beanie and a scarf. And... We truly feel that that was some kind of dumb luck that let her 
end up getting as close as she did because we've we've been kind of putting this stuff together and figuring it out in the last couple of days and we just think it's dumb fucking luck that she got as close as she did because we think she was wearing a uniform close as she we did heard to what? other go ahead close she got as close as she did to what exactly sorry so the the whole thing was um the group of people like at the front of the building or you mm-hmm. know the ba- I think we were at the back of the building where the reflecting pond is and stuff So we left the speech and we were walking back and we ended up sitting in front of the reflecting pond for like 20 minutes or so. Again, people were just singing and it was beautiful and there were birds and it was just so fucking crazy. And then out of the corner, like she, she, Cheney looks at me and she goes, I think I hear somebody saying we need more people. We, we had already talked. We were like, we don't want to go that close because we could already see a melee of people in, in that whole section there with like um, those the what was on the side there the scaffolding on both of the sides and then there were some people starting to go up the stairs that were were going into this like overlooking like balcony thing that was above the doorway there and so people were already doing that and we were like what in the fuck is going on and then the smoke bomb started and so we're behind the reflecting pool and we hear and we see the smoke it's like this cream color and we're like that's a weird color and we were like, we know we probably shouldn't, but let's let's go closer and see what's going on. And so there were just regular ass people up there all doing the same thing. We we're just milling around, kind of looking at each other like, what is this? Like, what is happening? Because like, even though there were like smoke bombs and shit going off, you could tell it, it almost like it was fake. What was like, the smoke like bombs? It, were they were they colored? Were they like red? Yes. So those are smoke was signals. One, there was three different colors. One was cream. One was blue, and one was like yeah, like a pinkish red color. Yeah, those and are it was like, like dude, those are smoke signals. Like like for like packages yeah. that are getting dropped like from the sky, you know, military will pop like these colored uh yeah. you know smoke signals so that like they know where to go or like if it's like oh. you know something like antifa which i'm not putting words yep. in your mouth or anything like you know, i, I want to get your opinion of what actually happened um but if if some kind of enemy of you know trump or uh, of america mm-hmm. or patriots or whatever if these people are trying to be like kind of rallied into one spot they would use some kind mm-hmm. of smoke signal that's colored like this because you know smoke grenades uh, I mean, there there's a different uh, sort of density to the smoke, and um, yeah. you know, obviously, yeah. So, I mean, that that to me is really interesting. You said a couple things before you you go on too deep. Um, you know how you said it was so beautiful, and all these people are around, and it just seemed like a love fest. I was at the Trump rally here in my uh, home city of Tucson, and it was the same thing. I mean, everyone mm-hmm. was so nice. Uh, a yeah. lot of different types of people. And I, th- I find it funny, too, because you said that you were a Bernie supporter and you don't look like what the media portrays as a Trump supporter. Right. I mean, you mm-hmm. look more like a like a Bernie supporter, a spiritual person, uh, someone that mm-hmm. probably, you know, just enjoys like being outside and having fun stuff. But they portray yeah. Trump supporters as like someone like me. That's kind of like, you know, I don't take yep. shit. I carry a gun on me all the time. I'm kind of a dick. Oh, right. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, mm-hmm. a, a lot of people don't realize that Trump supporters can be anyone. And, and I think mm-hmm. that that's really important for people to understand that you went from liking Bernie, who is a socialist, right? A, a fake right. socialist. Right. He's right. got multiple. And now what we know of him now, yeah. 
Yeah, he's. Oh well, Brandon doesn't. Maybe you want to explain some things to Brandon here. Uh, but I mean, like, yeah, a socialist usually doesn't have multiple houses. Um, but right. so I mean, we see this kind of stuff. But I, I hear a lot of people saying that they went from Bernie to Trump, and it's because these people are anti-establishment, and now right people are raging on behalf of the machine, as Sam Tripoli says. You know, they think that they're <laughs> fighting, uh, you know, the powers that be by you know. Uh, arguing against free speech and arguing mm-hmm. against all of these things that are fundamentally American. And I find that just really fascinating. I'm glad that that we were able to have this conversation because A, you were there at the location and B, you're not this, you know, a proud boy looking type of person, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just, no, you seem right. like a very friendly, fun, easygoing person. Um, so I didn't want to, you know, interrupt and derail you, but um, I, I do find it interesting that you're seeing straight up some weird shit going on even before oh, yeah. uh, things things really got wild. So I'm sorry. Continue with yeah. what you're saying, though. No, I I actually um, I appreciate you bringing that up because I can say that I was afflicted with TDS in 2016 and I hated him right <laughs> along with everybody else, not really even knowing why. Yeah, and it it really came down to like watching him follow through with stuff and like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I do not think this guy's a savior. I don't think that everything he's done is fucking Jesus walk, you know, but like he has followed through with things that in my adult life, watching people in that position say that they're going to do, and they never do. This guy's actually followed through with some stuff. And so like, if, if the goal is, if the whole goal of this is actually really to give it back to us, the people, he's kind of showing me that he's doing things to meet that end. And, you know, if, if that just makes me, um, somebody who thinks more positively then you know, like I'm all about manifestation. I'm all about like really having faith and believing you don't have, it doesn't have to be in a dogma or in a God or in a anything. Like we really, if we just have the faith in ourselves, like we are miraculous fucking beings. And so I was called to that place. I don't know why I felt a fire in my belly really to go besides that. I wanted to like have the opportunity to make my voice heard. And that is really who was there. That was the majority of the people who were there that day. And once you got up to that mess that started happening at that building, it was more evident than ever. Like you could see patriots all like joining in like groups to try to be like, make sense of this and be like, what really should we be doing? Like, should we go up there too? Or like, I kind of feel like this is a setup, you know, like everybody had the, everybody had the the thinking going on and it was it was really smart and so like people like Cheney who was able to like insert herself into that melee I being an energetic person I walked up to like the edge of where all of the people were and I couldn't take it like there there was just so many people and I could tell the intent there was not right and so I did not want to put myself anywhere near that so Cheney and I, we had different roles there. I think everybody had a role to play there. Seriously. I think all of those people that showed up with the right intentions in their hearts thwarted something fucking big that day. I really do. Because the bad energy is so thick 
in that place. And if what we talk about and what we fucking research is true and those kind of rituals like take place in those kinds of places under our feet and all of those sacred stones that all of those buildings are made out of and all of those God faces that are like implanted in all of them above all the pillars of Rome, like it's thick and being somebody who tries to do my best to hold light and keep light and, and make my mind, body, spirit, you know, as cohesive as I can to reflect that out into the world, because there's a lot of chaos right now. And so like, for me, that is my putting the oxygen mask on myself in a downing plane, because I know that doing this work is benefiting humanity. I, I do know that is somewhere in my soul. I don't know how I know it, but I know it to be true. And I've been doing this really big work throughout the last like two or three years of my life that really put all of this into perspective, like my microdosing mushrooms and, you know, having the right therapist to fucking help you along with stuff. Like yeah. something really happens when we become aware of this magic that exists inside of us. And so no that doubt. many people with that much just pure intention in their heart, I think we thwarted something. We, we, we crashed their movie set. Like that's how we feel. I'd like we to get into their that. Whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to get into that a little more, but Brandon had something. Yeah. Well, we, we yeah. will, we'll get into that. So, you know, mm-hmm. we made a point in our last recording here that it's, uh, it's extremely important not to generalize from the people, the troublemakers that we saw on that day to the 75 million people who voted for Trump. I'll definitely give you that, but 80, 80 or 90 is, is, is the fact. How about, how about the way that, that you felt looking? I know these videos didn't come, come out by the end of that day, but in the days since we've seen people gathering there saying stuff like, well, uh, CNN reporters are asking them like, uh, what do you want to happen here? And they're saying, uh, or what do you think is the appropriate remedy um, for what you guys are protesting about? And there are people saying uh, nooses, you know, hang- gallows. And then there's mm-hmm. people um, walking circles around uh, the outside of, I don't think it was the White House. I think it was the Capitol right around the, uh, the border area there screaming, mm-hmm. hang Mike Pence. Do you, how, do is that all, is that all? Because you see it as originating from some other energy, some other place, other than the goodness of the of the Trump supporters that you have come to know, what does that? What do those represent? Is that is that Antifa? I mean, we get into it right now. Is that Antifa, or is that at all? I, is that at all at least representative of something that people were there to do? I truly believe that. Let's just say those people that you're using as an example right now. We saw people's hearts break in real time when Mike Pence came out with how he did. Of course, all the Anons knew that that's what was going to happen. But these people who are, you know, probably more religiously driven, that that part of his base were legitimately heartbroken. Like there were people crying and coming and telling everybody, their friends, the news. And can you even believe it? And, you know, their Anon friends are like, we told you he was going to do it, you know, and they're like, but I couldn't, you know, I just, I couldn't believe it until maybe it happened in real time, you know? And so like, I feel like there is a righteous anger that exists in those peace loving people. And because it exists in me as well, 
because there is a point when if we don't get righteously angry, these people are going to continue doing what they've been doing to us for generation after generation after generation. And did I think it was going to be Donald fucking Trump? No. No, I had no idea in any part of my brain that it might be somebody like that who stokes the fire in people's bellies, like, like gets them to critically think again. I don't know. Like, I don't think Q is this huge psyop. I think it's actually a really good red pill because there is a lot of just fucking objective data in all of those posts that basically it's genius. You've crowdsourced digging from people who have been looking into shit for so long and had to do it the hard way because they don't make it easy when you want to find the truth. Mm-hmm. And so you've you've inspired these people to work together anonymously, crowdsource their fucking talents of research, do it together, find that as a unifying, binding thing, to do it together. And we are really in this for truth. That, like... I I can't say that like working through ego in the beginning of this part of it was about being right. You want to be right. You know, who, who wants to be wrong? Nobody wants to be wrong. But when we can come to a place where you can have a faith and believe in something. And if you're wrong, it's not like the end of the fucking world. Like we need to be comfortable with being wrong sometimes because I feel that's where the heart comes from is when we have faith in something that we cannot touch, we cannot taste. I don't know why I know the things I know sometimes, but because of my personal experience in listening to those cues in my physical body, in my spiritual body, I've learned I can rely on them. I've learned that they tell me the truth. And so you know, moving from Oregon, like I had a nice job. Like I didn't, I didn't have to do anything for the lockdown. I was able to work from home full time, but this propaganda that they started sending me in my email about how the vaccine was coming and mandated masks when we have to go back on site. And I was like, I'm not doing any of this. Like for me, it was so hard to be working for an organization that was like pushing these numbers and it's you're a healthcare organization and you're not going to talk to anybody about deaths. You're just going to scare everybody with this propaganda. And then like, I would talk to my boss about like, Oh, you know, I, I kind of see where this vaccine talk is going. Like, are we going to be mandated to take this? And she would not give me a straight answer. And so I was like, okay. So, so I, mean, I can, I, I think, I think you're doing a good job describing the the righteousness behind that righteous anger is that and I'm not I'm not trying to play gotcha here, but for real, does that justify what they were saying to a certain extent? Because I can actually go along with that. Like people say horrible shit when they're really, really upset, when they really, really feel betrayed by things that are especially in their right. minds, like Jesus wrote the Constitution. So anything that's happening bad to the Constitution, they're affecting, you know, um, the human sacrifice from way way ago. And you can't do that. So is this right. is that is the fact that you is the fact that you feel so righteous in your push to to reveal reality to the masses is that justifying those those people's saying I, I the best thing to do here is to hang those people especially Mike Pence start with him is but that is that justifying it that's not what she like the the thing is that like the real people that are supporters of the United States and the real Trump supporters weren't calling for Pence to be hung 
I think is what you're getting at. Right. Yes. I feel like there were people, I mean, you know, maybe in that moment, yeah, they said some, some horrible shit like that. Like I've had my friends and family say horrible shit about wanting, you know, just Trump to die, you know, and he got COVID. I, I, I can't wait. I hope he kicks the bucket too. I hope all of his, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, we have to, if free speech is really a thing, we have to let those people exist in whatever they want to say and however they want to say it. I think it's when intent is put into action. So if those people were going and they're the ones that have a, a bat in their hand and they're breaking the windows and they're trying to get in there, you might want to worry about, about that person. Yes. But these people who were heartbroken in the moment, did I see them walking up and like punching people about it or breaking windows about it or any of that? No. So for me personally, I feel like it has come down to an accountability. And so like you can be righteously angry and still sit on your ass and do nothing about anything and hope for the best and, you know, trust the plan for whatever that means. But like at what point, if, getting up off of your ass to go to, you know, your capital on a day to make your voice heard is the simplest thing we can do. Why isn't that something we're willing to fucking do? There are people that serve in the military to fight for our rights to say and think and do and be American. So, you know, maybe on that day, these people with that righteous anger, maybe they did feel like they would die for their country that day. I know I did. You know, like my dad served in the military and I never held any respect or anything for that until I started looking into conspiracies and seeing how he got fucking fucked over too. And he came back all fucked up. And I held this against him for so long because I didn't know, I didn't know anything about anything. And as I learn about this stuff and I find this compassion for this man who like suffers every day with things from that experience. And he did that for us. And for me, the least I can do is go to the fucking Capitol and be yeah. like, this is not right. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, well, I and that was know the thing. that. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I, no, no. I was just going to say, I know that the majority of those people held that same belief, that same yeah. intent in their heart. I know it. Well, and that's the thing too, where, you know, we've seen, so for so long you know i don't i would assume that your dad served uh, in like the vietnam era uh, yes, maybe yes. go for vietnam yeah and that was vietnam. a horrible horrible uh time for you know our armed forces and it was you know there's a lot of similarities from that era that we see today um it, it's just a different type of a war that we're fighting it seems totally. right so totally you know you said something really interesting too about no one ever wants to be wrong, right? Obviously, it would be great mm-hmm. if every single person could walk around and be right 100% of the time in life. It's just not reality. Mm-hmm. But what gets so scary is when people are shown evidence that is yes. very real, you know, and, and but they're not hearing it from sources that they trust, right? So like you, you were a Bernie supporter. Then you found out that you were wrong for supporting Bernie because he's just part of the establishment, um, mm-hmm. I was wrong initially because I wanted 
uh, you know, Ted Cruz, uh, who's not a horrible guy, it doesn't seem. I mean, who knows if he's just yeah. part of the establishment. But I remember arguing pretty, uh, you know, getting into a pretty heated argument with someone uh, at a family dinner. Uh, I think it was back in 2015, I would assume. Uh, right, right when Trump was getting the 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 shit going, like everything was working out for him, he got the RNC nomination, and I'm like, this is the worst choice. Hillary Clinton's gonna be our president because look at who we're putting up. We're putting up this brash asshole, and and I remember arguing with this woman about this, and then once I start seeing what Trump's doing and what he's standing for, and like, yes, none of us say that Trump is the second coming of Christ. Or whatever, right. you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. We all know, and and we actually had a great conversation with uh, my buddy Rich that was saying like Trump is a crime boss. Realistically, he is a crime boss, mm -hmm. but he's he's not a satanic, pedophile, uh, elite member of society. He's been shunned for a long time with the elites. He was trying to buy the New York Jets, I think it was. And uh, mm -hmm. all the owners of the NFL teams have to get together in order to confirm that this guy can buy into the NFL. And they all said, no, like, we don't want Trump involved. He's hmm. going to just totally make it something different. So he's been shunned, even though, yes, uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein and, and uh, Ghislaine Maxwell were very close friends with his wife, Ivana. Uh, that's a little shady, a, a very under under uh, told fact that, I mean, uh, Maxwell and Epstein actually got very rich off of um, – uh, Wexner, Les Wexner, who he, you know, he owned the house, the Victoria's Secret guy, uh, and the Trumps. You know, Trump helped him get, but they had a huge falling out. And I think that Trump was probably part of some of this deep, dark, uh, you know, elitist, satanic shit, but he got away from it and he probably wanted to expose it, in my opinion. Now, I don't know if that's true. I or not. agree. Yeah. And so where, where we were talking earlier about like being spiritual. Yeah. What I feel is a part of this whole process is like we as human beings are antenna and we are energetic sure, and yeah. we can interact with each other as such and in, in ways like that. And so basically it's up to us as individual human beings to either hone or learn how your bullshit meter works and then start listening to the speeches because like when this all started, you know, and everybody hated him and it was like, oh, I can't even listen to his voice. He can't even fucking say a <laughs> sentence. I can't even stand it. And still today, the people that I find in my life that are, you know, in the other camp, that is the only thing that they can talk about is how much they fucking can't stand his voice. And he can't. He sounds so inarticulate. And mm. I'm just like then you're not going to be able to fully grasp any of this because it does take watching Fox and watching CNN and going to like Joe Schmoes on the YouTube that are just like you and me and us that are trying to figure out what the fuck's going on here. I think I trust the consensus of that more than I do a CIA talking head on a black box. And so well, it's a true mind fuck for me right now to have people that I've known and loved in my life for such a long time just completely discount anything I have to say, even with facts, even yeah. with, you know, proof. It's just not a source they deem credible. And so they just get to write it off and the cognitive dissonance takes over. And it's just like it's a mind fuck. <laughs> well, so think about this, too. Like, who did we have before we got Trump in office? We had the smoothest talking handsome fucking 
badass right? fucking dude. Quite frankly, Obama, I mean, he could talk Brandon out talk of his pants right charmer. now. Yeah, he was a great... Talk about a snake charmer. Yeah, exactly. Great speaker, but so was Hitler. I always say this. Hitler was a phenomenal <laughs> speaker as well. Uh, Hillary Clinton, same same types of, of speaking. Uh, you know, her voice, I can't stand her voice, but, you know, she mm-hmm. she's a great speaker. But, I mean, you have Obama, who says exactly what you want to hear. We're going to make great health care. You can keep your health care provider. That came out to be false. You know, he, he just said all the things that people wanted to hear. And even mm-hmm. though I can't stand the dude, I wouldn't mind, like, hanging out with him. You know what I mean? Just to yeah. hear hear what he's got to say and to talk to him. Now, that's a big, big act. I mean, like, these people are actors at this level. Right. And so we're mm-hmm. seeing someone that is at the top of the acting game, Obama. What You can say whatever you want. You can say he's a gifted lawyer, which, you know, there's no proof he was actually a lawyer. I don't think he's taken one case ever. Um, you know, he was, he was a, a phenomenal CIA asset. And, mm-hmm. you know... He still acts like he was in power the entire time uh, Trump was around. You know, we're about to get this this declassifying stuff. By the time this episode's out, um, the the declass of uh, Obamagate and of Russiagate, it should be out. Now, who knows if that's a psyop or oh not? Oh my gosh, the well, docs the that are released, the people, the links that have come out, they look pretty legit. Just like jumping yeah. into different emails and stuff, it's it's. Whoa. <laughs> well, and it's scary too, you know, because like people that yeah. people at that level, they're allowed to commit those kinds of crimes, you know. Yes. Um, Hillary Clinton and and you know Obama and uh, Comey and Mueller and all these people, they're allowed to live by a different set of rules and standards mm-hmm. than the three of us here or anyone listening to this are, right? Unless there's some FBI yep. people listening, which, you know, if that's the case, this is all <laughs> no. a joke. But My CIA agent. Yeah, no kidding. So, I mean, like, I mean, to me, it's just a trip to see someone like you that, like I said, you know, spiritual, very, uh, you know, level-headed. And honestly, if I were to see you on the street, you would seem liberal to me. And that's not an insult. Yep. You know what no, I mean? Because it, it's yes, that is exactly the camp that I have subscribed to. Yeah. Uh, you know, for my whole whatever you want to call paying attention. Um, but I, yeah. I definitely, I've always thought the two party system was bullshit. I have always is. thought that stuff was was awry and off. And you know, then I just, I once I met Cheney when we when we initially became friends. She was well-versed and had been researching at that point for, you know, a while and just started getting me into stuff. I think my first was like 9-11. She started really going into 9-11. <laughs> big and I was like, people. holy fucking shit. And, well, and dude, that's, what's, that's the thing, too, about Cheney. You look at Cheney, same thing. She looks like a punk rock type chick. And, mm-hmm. you know, she actually is like real punk rock, not like fake punk rock where it's like, no, no, she again, is, raging. Yeah. yeah, again, raging on behalf of the machine. She is actually someone that's like against, like she's counterculture and you can tell. But for for some reason, a lot of counterculture participants or whatever you want to call them, they have been tricked into this great sheets. psyop yeah this mm-hmm. gr- phenomenally done psyop where uh i saw someone on bryson gray i'm not sure if you're familiar with bryson gray yep. yeah so he's a you know he's a dope dude he's really cool um he got uh caught up with the fbi the fbi went to his parents house because he was at the trump rally oh, he said he's got a bunch of guns that. you know black guy with a bunch of guns that's a no-no right mm-hmm. but they're all legally bought 
So, you know, he's not doing anything wrong. He raps in his music videos holding legal guns. I mean, you know, in, mm-hmm. in all the music videos we see uh, with hip-hop, I mean, we're, we're seeing fake prop guns. You know, they're not even real yeah. guns. But he's holding his real, legally-owned guns. There's nothing wrong with that. You can see yeah. that there's no mag in the gun. I mean, he's he's following the rules. And this guy gets caught up with the FBI because of people that hate him. Black people, widely... That, that are saying like, dude, you're selling out your own kind and all this, like saying pretty messed up stuff to the dude. Yep. And it's not true. He's he's just speaking his mind. You know, he's part of the right. true counterculture where we've been sold out and especially black people have been sold out. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and act like I can, you know, pretend uh, like I would know what it would be like to be black or to be a minority. I'm 75 percent you know, European. I don't know what exactly. I, yeah. I know I'm Irish, English, whatever. And then I got 25% Mexican. Brandon will probably tell you he's like 75%. He's the same as me. Okay? <laughs> I have a jalapeno in my mouth right now. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so that's the thing. Like, we're white people here. And right. we don't know what it's like to be like the, you know, the, the, the black population, especially that's been, you know, just trampled throughout history. Yes. But the Democrat Party promises them just enough to get by and then they buy minority votes i know biden is saying right now that he's going to allow 11 million illegal immigrants to become citizens and that's just to buy their vote and brandon we were talking about this too that black lives matter rears up every four years and you're like no that's not true but then we know for a fact that black lives matter hasn't heard any messages from biden or kamala harris since they were inaugurated Mm -hmm. even though they helped them get inaugurated and this is just fact i mean like this goes by Mm -hmm. Every four years we see this and it's frustrating that so many people because you got Lady Gaga out there who's not black, but she Mm -hmm. acts like she's part of this population. We've got a lot of these Satanists that are out there and talking about, hey, you know, Mm -hmm. we can we can make things better for you guys. You know, you also you also have, though, 80 percent of the African-American population voting for Democrats across the entire nation. Not this election. And it it is. It is. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, well, Trump's uh, what voting block of Black Americans went from like fourteen to nineteen percent. That's a huge number, though. It's still eighty percent. It's still eighty percent, though. So it's because still eighty percent. And sound appealing. And it, it it's it's almost. I mean, it can go to this question too of what do you guys think that the ten uh, Republican senators that voted for the second impeachment are like? Are they? part of the, the machine yeah. are they are they especially part of yes. the machine because, Liz Cheney what do you think of yes. Liz Cheney no, no, you can see that but you can see that but then the, the actual voters when they come to vote it's 80% of the African Americans telling you what they want and it's 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 a Democrat through and through where are those 80% of Americans as far as the funding goes for Black Lives Matter they haven't gotten a dollar from Black Lives Matter Bernie Sanders gets that money and so do a lot of these high profile Pete Buttigieg got some of the money from Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. but Black Lives Matter like people in poor black communities after like hurricanes after disasters after riots dave portnoy and that's of just barstool what they sports disclose. exactly i mean barstool sports dave portnoy he's doing more to help small businesses than the fucking government is dude i mean this is a guy that right. ran a podcast and he's fucking mm-hmm. doing huge things he's doing more to help small businesses government's not doing it black lives matter damn sure isn't doing it they're fucking setting up their infrastructure for uh 2022 and then 2024, they're setting up. This is all that they do. You can ask any black person that you can ever talk to if they've gotten a Black Lives Matter check. You know what they'll say? No, definitely not. I would say that they are a political advocacy like program. Like that's that's no, specifically what they no. say that they are. 
and it is to it all their funding does go into goes through at the act blue right and it's a very and i told you that you didn't know that when i when no it's a very horizontal organization too it's not like they're they're supposed to be handing out checks they're supposed money to be laundering, electing dude. people money that will write them the yeah. 1400 dollars check that's going to come out in biden's first uh what do you uh, budget, think budget well trump was trying to get two thousand dollar checks and they were blaming it on republicans but i mean like now now biden's trying to do 1400 but all that that's going to do that that check all that's going to do is depreciate the dollar. That's all that's going to do. And a lot of people don't understand economics. I'm not going to act like I know the ins and outs. But the more you just print money and give it out, again, where is that $1,400 going to go? If Biden does it, where is that $1,400 going to go? It's going to go to credit card bills, and it's going to go to mortgages and bills that are backed up. It's not going to go into buying gold or making investments mm. or buying you know cryptocurrency. It's going right back into the Investing system. in the economy. So, wait, well, so yeah. Then, yeah. then is it good or bad to write another... Check here. Bad. Okay. Absolutely but, bad. But you see that Trump, like you said, was doing was going to do it himself. And they said no to him because it's a lot of people don't understand this. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people don't understand the 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 face value of what's going on. So if Trump says, Let's give you two thousand dollars, everyone, ninety nine percent of people are gonna say, This is great. This is something good Trump did. Mm-hmm. And then Congress can say, No, we don't want to do this. We'd rather uh, fund some gender studies in Pakistan. But then if Biden passes it, people are going to say it's good. No matter what, it's bad. I don't want a check. I haven't gotten my check yet, my second one. I, I don't think that any of us should get it. But you know what? If everyone else is getting 600 bucks, I want my 600 bucks too. Because I'm actually going to put mine into <laughs> cryptocurrency. That's when, that's when the socialist pieces right. hit out, right? <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like we've We've built a system and we've lived on this system for too long. And it's going to implode. It should have imploded back in 2008. When the market crashed, but you know what? Obama did this quantitative easing where they just printed money through the Fed and they just pumped money out, bringing the, the value of the dollar down a lot. And I wanted to ask you too, uh, before we just keep getting into economics, um, <laughs> real quick, I wanted to finish my point, but then I wanted to see what you thought about Black Lives Matter and about Antifa, because I have kind of the vibe and I don't want to speak for you, but I, I do kind of feel like you feel that uh, Antifa played a large, large role in what happened on the 6th and what's going to happen as well. I mean, they're a paramilitary group, um, but getting, you know, just to to put a cherry on my uh, argument about just giving people money, um, it's the same reason that these elitists, like Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, um, these people, they're making so much money off of the the tiny little breadcrumbs that we're getting. Um, Elon Musk, I think he was worth thirty billion. Now he's worth like one hundred and ten in in a year. Like if you see his wealth change, it's insane. Now I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. I know Jeff Bezos is a bad guy, but he's made like ten billion dollars in one year when a lot of his his employees aren't even able to pay the the mortgage or the rent or whatever. And again, all the money you can give someone ten thousand dollars, a lot of that shit is just going right back into the system. They're going to buy clothes. They're going to buy, uh, you know, uh, pay down credit card payments if they're somewhat responsible. They're going to pay their mortgage. They're going to pay rent. They're going to pay utilities. Uh, They're going to buy a new car. They're going to put a down payment on a car, getting themselves in more debt. You give someone $10,000, they're going to spend fifteen. That's my point. So a lot of a lot of people don't really realize, like, you know, you can invest. You can do some things. I'm not the best with money. I'm not trying to act like I am, but... Um, what do you think? What do you think about BLM and and uh, Antifa, Blantifa, as we call them, right? Blantifa, I love that. Um, 
there definitely the presence there was palpable you could tell that who they were it's almost like you know you can say that i have a liberal look about me uh these motherfuckers have a look about them and they're twitchy <laughs> and a lot of them look like meth heads and they they i think at this point with what's happening they're just getting really sloppy I think that with whatever is being played out, you know, like behind the scenes that we can't see, it's making these people do these things that, you know, maybe in the past were a little bit more orchestrated. And now with people being awake as well and seeing through and being able to see some of these things as farce or as being Antifa related or look this guy was seen at this rally out here in phoenix and then in utah and then in portland and then you know and so it's like at at some point people are not going to be able to just write these office coincidences anymore because it's the same people causing this trouble all over the place and i truly believe that with like all the facial recognition shit that's been going on that they they maybe did walk right into a trap because all those people left that speech early and the real, you know, people who were there for the right reasons didn't, they had to get started without us all. And like, it, maybe if, if more people were there in that righteous anger at that moment, maybe more really good people would have gotten caught up in it and, and really like gotten themselves into some trouble for it. But, you know, with Cheney up in the front, she, she told me that she consistently had like, some fucking marine opened a door for her and was like free tours and she was like "Mm, i don't think i'm going in there i don't think it's my my calling here today is to not go into that building and you know it probably saved her ass because that's those are the people that are getting talked to and getting called in so the marine that was at the front door kind of you know free tours free tours having people just go in who wanted to go in there were plenty of people like Cheney around there that she even made a comment of that were like doing the same kind of contemplating she was and like, yeah, I don't think it's, we're not supposed to go in there. Well, so and there then, was so, three tours going on, you said? Um, there was a, there was a Marine that had opened a door and, and was they said saying free tours, tours during a time yes, when a riot is possibly going to break out. Yes. And that, so, that explains you know, the velvet roping. Mm-hmm. And wow. how nobody fucking went outside of it? Give me a break. Outside of the <laughs> no rope. shit, no shit. It's okay. like if anything else couldn't tell you this was totally fucking staged, that should be it. <laughs> but um, I digress. So the there was one video I think that had come out too. That's another thing. We were jammed. Her and I could not communicate with each other there nobody could go live we tried to send out videos the whole day to our friends and family nothing would go out well so one so, thing does happen though when you when there's so many cell phones in one area it does block cell service so are you saying that you think it was different than that because like at concerts um i remember recently i took before the pandemic hit i took my sister to a, po- a post malone concert and we couldn't mm-hmm. call each other so i made sure that she was right now she was 15 oh. at the time um, but yeah, usually if there's a lot of uh, cell phones in the area, you can't uh, make and receive texts or uh, you know anything like that. Now, if you can't yeah. film, that's a different story. Um, but no, you, you feel we like it was we being were definitely we have a lot of film and, and pictures from the day. Gotcha. So, but you do feel like it was being jammed, like your cell service was being interfered with. You think? I I believe that it was set 
up in a way that we were not going to be able to communicate real time with people. Yes. I believe okay. that was, that was something that was probably done purposely. Interesting. You think that uh, Washington DC would have the infrastructure to make exactly. it possible for massive crowds. And I'm sure that like portable cell towers are a thing now too. So, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's interesting though, that you weren't able to communicate. Um, they literally, so for food, they had one hot dog stand. I stood nice. in line for us for food for probably like an hour, an hour and a half, just to go ahead and like have something. And they had hardly any porta potties. Like I said, they doused the grass before we got like they wanted to make that as Came uncomfortable out, yeah. as they possibly could. Well, and how how sexist is it that it was hot dogs? I mean, like, come on, it couldn't have done like something <laughs> something donuts or something. Hey, at least it was sustenance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so we had such a we had such a hairy like excursion back to our hotel too that like one of those hot dogs made it the entire way. And as like I was in the fucking shower having a breakdown because we were finally safe, this bitch oh. shoves a flat ass hot dog through the door into the shower and she's like, Dirty! It's a freedom hot dog. <laughs> this fucking hot dog made a women's the whole day. She's like, alchemy. I had my pound of flesh. Like, we did it. We did it. Kept us awesome. safe. Wow, and it was man. it was totally the laugh that was needed. <laughs> uh, see that and that's crazy. And so it was you and Cheney that stayed together. Yeah, yeah. So um I actually I came to get her. We drove up there. It was a literal, we drove up on when or Tuesday night. We spent the night. We went to the thing on Wednesday. We spent one more night and we drove out on Thursday morning. And it was this whole, like, it felt like time travel or something. Like, yeah, I, I could imagine just, that, dude. I could imagine <laughs> it that. It was crazy. <clears throat> like, just getting there and you, and you, you know, you're excited for what's going on. And like all those emotions that are going through your body and your mind, you're excited to get there. You get there. You finally see Trump. I know I, from what I understand, he had a, a demeanor about him that wasn't Trump like, you know, he seemed down a lot of rumors that he talked with uh, with Pence uh, just before he went on and Pence let him know that he wasn't going to follow the plan and so on. Mm. Um, so you see Trump, things seem a little off and then chaos hits. And then, yeah. so you go from being very happy and excited to, you know, very disappointed and then uh, scared, probably, and then safe and then nothing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, running through the entire spectrum of emotions has got to be draining. And then, uh, so now, yeah, after you kind of broke it down, I understand why you needed a little while to just kind of like decompress and, and get everything, uh, you know, aligned but I mean, fuck. Yeah. Well, so the whole, so as the, the, <laughs> for lack of a better word, we'll call it a siege. As the siege was taking place, uh, there was a point, I think it was close to six. It was maybe like, it was probably a little bit closer to five. And I look at my watch and I'm like, fuck, where's Cheney? And I have a sovereign. I have a civil flag of peacetime that I brought with me. And I had been to a few different places where like the state capital in Oregon, where like I've seen a couple people holding the flag, but nobody there had that flag that day. It was just me with my sovereign flag. And so 
there was one point where I was on the outskirts of everything. Like all of this is taking place in here and in front of the building. And I'm just kind of on the outskirts and I'm just standing. The wind is whipping, whipping. And I'm just standing there with my flag. I'm like, I know that she'll be able to see this flag. Like I know that wherever she's at, like she'll be able to find her way back to me through this flag and sure as shit. Like I, I see the police start to flank, like gather on the sides to flank going in. And I sent her a text, like, I, even though they weren't going, I was like, girl, popo, popo, you know, like, <laughs> like hurry up and come out. And fucking two minutes, I see her just whoop, kind of like show up in front of me. She never received her text. She never got it till we got back to the hotel, but it was just like, <laughs> there she was. And she's like, girl, thanks for having that flag. Let's get the fuck out of here. And I was just like, wow. oh, so it's we start walking out. And like the streets are starting to get blocked off. So there's helicopter cars. There's hella Marine presence. The Marines were marching past us, like going into the fray as we were walking out. And we were just like, holy shit, like perfect timing. Like, let's get out of here. We call so an Uber. Think- he comes and he picks us up. This was before the curfew started. So he picked us up at probably like 5.55, like five minutes before the curfew started. We're in a car. Whew, we're going home. We're going to the fucking hotel. Our hotel was in Maryland. It was on Central Ave. So Central Ave goes straight from like where we were into the Capitol. So it was like straight shot in and out. If we couldn't get an Uber, we got buses, right? Well, they canceled. They uh, told Metro to stop running. They stopped the trains and they stopped the buses. That was to prevent people from getting out. Yep. Uh, once, Once we were in the Uber and the curfew hit, they stopped ubers from running as well so in maryland and in dc they've been propagandized to think that wearing masks is a law so we get in the uber and it you know it says you're we need to wear a mask whatever like we we were not in any mood to fight we just wanted to get home at this point so we have our masks on i have a little buff she's got her scarf and we're talking to each other and mine's about like this And the guy whips around and he goes, you need to wear a mask. And I was like, my bad. Sorry, dude. Fell off my face. Like, no big deal. (laughs) Two minutes later, he does it again. And he goes, I'm dropping you guys off out here. I'm dropping you off up here. You need to get out of my car. I have to wear a mask. You have to wear a mask. And we were like, Uh, we're a couple lesbians in the middle of fucking (laughs) Washington, D.C. ghetto. Okay. He pulls over. He flips a bitch and he drops us off. And we're like, yeah, okay, what a I piece guess we're just going to walk. Um, Jesus. We had two other Ubers pull up and pull off, cancel the ride. So it's fucking dark now. It's probably about 630. He drops us off. I'm carrying my flag still, my sovereign flag. Like we took off all of our Trump gear in the car, but I still have my flag. So we get on this bus and we like go down this street that goes off of where we were supposed to be going. And I was like, I think we should get off. It's going a little bit away. So we get off and I'm walking down the street with my flag and I call another Uber and we're sitting waiting and somebody drives by and goes, y'all in the wrong fucking neighborhood. And And I had my flag and I was like, oh shit. Then right after that happens, our other Uber pulls up. He takes one look at us. And he drives off and cancels the ride. I look at Fucking Cheney and I was cock, like, I dude. think it's my flag. That was actually she Brandon. Was- <laughs> Brandon sorry, was sorry, but, sorry about in that. Maryland dirty. that day. 
Um, well, you fucking put the fear god in me, and I thought I was gonna die. Um, little did we know at this point, too, like we had no communication with our friends and family that we were being labeled fucking white supremacists, and we were just at this KKK rally, and now we're walking home in the middle of fucking DC in the middle of the night in a curfew. So I look at her and I'm like, I think it's my flag. And she goes, break it. And so I broke the pole and I shoved it in my jacket. And I just like, I had like a a fluorescent orange hunting beanie on and like a brown hunting vest with a hoodie. And so I just fucking put my hood up and put my hands in my pockets. It might've looked like I had a fucking gun on my, my vest. I I was going to say that doesn't help with the white supremacist (laughs) thing. Right. Exactly. But whatever it was like, we, we ended up walking like a fucking mile and a half in the dark. Any fucking buddy driving by could have fucked with us any, anytime they wanted. And I just feel like whatever intention that we had with us and the people that we had, like sending us good vibes and praying for us and what the fuck else ever really kept us safe. Like I felt like I was invisible at one point. And like, Mm. I don't know that I've ever been so afraid for my life. Like we ended up at one point we had to stop in front of this, like, strip mall and there's a metro pcs there's employees inside there's a liquor store across the street with like 10 dudes standing outside of it and we're walking up the street and we fucking go past and we stand in front of this metro pcs my phone is dead we're waiting for this uber waiting for this uber my phone is dead this crackhead comes up and he's like snotty and got this mask on his face he's like y'all got any money and cheney's like no no and i was like no bro he walks away and then he walks back. And when he walked by us again, Cheney goes, Dirty, watch your six. And so I look at him and I make eye contact with him. And at that moment, I can tell that he was like, okay, these are not the bitches to fuck with. But that did not deter him from doing it again. And she was like, he's shark bumping us right now. We have to go. And so we start walking. And so I'm sending my live location to this Uber as we walk like a couple blocks away. We pass a fucking police station. I'm like, should we go in? She's like, you just saw what they did to our fucking patriots at the Capitol. They don't want us here either. And I was mm. like, huh, we, we really are on our fucking own. And so we just fucking knew we had to get back to Maryland. And as soon as we got into Maryland, an Uber picked us up at a 7-Eleven. And, you know what's crazy uh, too is like the the Black Lives Matter people that say fuck the police and fuck the blue, they get help from the police. You know what I mean? But then you mm-hmm. guys there with your flag is the sovereign flag. Liberal is that fucking the, lesbian white ladies. <laughs> well, yeah, you guys are dangerous, right? So like that's the thing, is like is the sovereign flag, is that the American flag with the white background? It's yeah, the one with the stripes not horizontally, they go vertical vert- and then the not, white not vertically, they go horizontally. This is not. Is it? Is this the one where the the sovereign citizens like hail to? Is it? Yeah, is yeah, that part of that yeah. Movement? And it's got the yeah, white okay. with the yeah, blue stars. One. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah that's not going to make people happy that are against, uh, you know, just like freedom of speech and and free America. Uh, you know, if you would have had a China flag, you guys should have brought a China flag. Uh, yeah, you yeah. probably would have been better off. But uh, you know, I'm glad that you guys stood up for what you believe in, and um. I mean, fuck, that is scary. You know, you guys didn't feel like, uh, I mean, not not to be, you know, be weird sounding here, but you guys didn't want to, like, travel with dudes or anything like that? You guys felt comfortable just with the two of you? We we were called, 
and we just yeah. knew we had to do it together. And so gotcha, like, gotcha. I know that Cheney is a capable person and I, I am a very capable person. Yeah, no like doubt. We, yeah. Um, we just had that faith in one another to be able to be like, okay, if we get separated, we know that we can handle, you know, doing whatever we had to do to get back to, you know, our hotel. So we had been very communicative all day long about if we get separated here, this is where we're going to meet. I have my flag, like all that kind of stuff. So there, there were definitely people that, um, you know, sense that we've talked that there's, there is, I don't know that there was anybody else I would have felt, you know, safe enough going with alone. Yeah. Other than her. And so like, yeah, that experience was really scary, but I still, I knew that as long as like we had each other, we were going to be okay. No matter what. Good. So good, good. And for the record, neither one of these ladies entered the Capitol building. Uh, you guys nope. didn't steal Pelosi's podium or her laptops. <laughs> no, or unfortunately like not. <laughs> what if we're talking with like a fucking uh, special forces person right now? But no, I, you know, I think, I think that what you guys did was admirable. I would have loved to have been there. Um, I'm, I'm way out here in Tucson though. And, uh, you know, I can't trust Brandon to go out there with me. (laughs) We actually, like, we felt that too. Like we felt called to for the people who couldn't like it, it, it was a fluke of the universe that we were able to do it in the way that we were. And something else that was really inspiring is that, you know, people just like you who were like, God, I really, I wish I could go. I really want to go and I don't have much, but I'll give 10 bucks to somebody who wants to go, you know, like it's really awe inspiring to me that there are still people that, that believe enough that, you know, it's like we can fucking believe in doom and gloom all day long and FEMA camps and fucking shit's going to hell why can't we do the same for the other direction? Why can't we believe that fucking something good can happen too? It's like, I I understand that's been part of the brainwashing that, you know, we're all like our foods and the the GMOs and the vaccines and everything has been designed to really kind of fucking defeat us and our spirit and who we are and what we're capable of. But like, God, if we could just understand that we are capable of such big things and just have that confidence in ourselves, like we can change this bitch overnight. Yeah, yeah. We can change no it overnight. It's scary. It's scary. Brandon, uh, I know you've been kind of sitting there uh, listening <laughs> no, to okay, us. It's well, it's it, it, it is. It, 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 no, it is because uh, you know, I mean, you guys know the caricature of what the left thinks about what happened. Um, yes. So uh, t- to me, <laughs> it reeks of and family members that believe it a hundred percent. Right. So I, I, I just to me, it the whole epilogue shows that you don't have to be this, this belief comes from a whole bunch of things that you guys don't agree with. So please don't take it offensively, but the, it show it, it really lays out how you don't have to be a terrible person to participate in insurrection and that you can feel that you were called by God. I mean, you already, Ryan, you already brought up the Nazis, so I don't feel bad bringing up the Nazis, yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, on their belt, it was got mein Unsk, God on my side. Um, and when you start, I think, believing that the other side is somehow evil, demonic, uh, that is where bad stuff happens. And let me, uh, but let me extend a very important olive branch, the one that I think is going to make tomorrow better for both sides, is that uh, something we, we've had to be talking about this entire time, I think, or had to realize the entire time we've been going through this, that this, the, the mass media is really, uh, 
painting a very, very sharp, vivid, not nuanced picture of how these kinds of correlations can loving your country cannot, you know, it doesn't, that doesn't need to be the thing that, that makes you go do something bad. And so to any lefties looking out there, and then obviously to you guys too, please don't uh, caricature us um, by our worst, I think, because um, especially when, when mob mentality comes into it, man, there's a whole bunch of people who can do things that on Tuesday that they never would have done on Monday. And we need to, we need to consider that a little bit, uh, learn about this episode and uh, get ready for a $15 minimum wage. Well, since we uh, brought up Hitler for a second time, I do want to point out that Hitler was socialist. Hitler wanted one world power. Hitler did a lot of censoring and book burning. And what are we seeing that all from right now? The left. The right is not doing any of that. The right wants, uh, and not necessarily the right, I think just people in general that have some kind of common sense and some sort of understanding of history and, uh, and the detrimental aspects of history is that if power gets consolidated into fewer and fewer hands, that's a problem. Um, now, you made the joke about the, the minimum wage. There's worse things that could happen than a $15 minimum wage. Yeah. I think it's dangerous because uh, it encourages people just to be comfortable with mediocrity. That's the same thing with the, the basic income. I don't agree with... Or as uh, you say, with- UBI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. universal basic income, which is going, it's been tested out in India, by the way. Uh, you know, uh, they're doing it with cryptocurrency right now. If you were invested in um, XRP through Ripple, which I am, you get a free airdropped uh, Spark coin for every uh, Ripple coin that you own and, and so on. So they're testing this stuff out. Um, Bill Gates is the, the largest, uh, you know, owner in a farmland in America. This is scary with all of his agendas he wants to push. So we're starting to see the globalist plot, uh, you know, kind of come to fruition. And um, mm-hmm. did they have to do this quickly because of Trump? Probably. Now, is Trump a, a part of this team? That I can't answer. I cannot answer that yeah. truthfully. I don't know if Trump is, is on that side. If he is he sold us a, 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 a an incredibly uh you know he, he basically told us that he was against this you know went out and disavowed globalism said that globalists don't stand a chance mm-hmm. got us out of the paris climate accord which by the way biden is going to put the united states back in on day one uh what do you see as as a benefit to that other than taxing carbon which cannot be done i mean the paris accord has no teeth so it's more it it's more a symbology of we believe in climate change and we're going to uh, refit our excuse me caught me chewing on a donut here sorry it's not a dick like you would mm-hmm. normally think it was um it's refitting the federal fleet to be more uh, energy efficient um, but do you know refitting- how much how much china and and india put out of the global emissions a year do you know how much because you're an advocate for climate change so you should know this uh well no no i, I, I 85% and you know what the United States wait, does? Wait, wait. You mean eighty-five percent of global of emissions a year comes from India, uh, India and China? India and China. Eighty-five percent between the two, and then six percent for the U.S. But the U.S. is having to do make the most changes. China. And I think you lead by example. It. No, dude, because China is no. You don't lead by example. That's not a real like like precept, dude. We're, but that's the thing. Seven percent. Leading by example would be the leaders of global emissions having to make the changes. Mm-hmm. No, I, right? I, I understand there's a, there's a, but that is where us who are already enjoying the benefits of a, of a post-industrial world almost, 
Dude, we, no. we've we've beaten these we've beaten these emissions and poor people just need to uh, work at really really bad places. Why sometimes is China in poor? India and because China. all the money goes to the government. That's why they're still considered a developing uh, country. China is the second largest economy in the world. They're not developing. They're good to go if they just spread the money out through the through the people instead of giving it all to Winnie the Pooh up there. Who have you heard that he had a brain aneurysm? Because I heard that, and I don't think that's true. I think they no. put that out. Yeah, I supposedly, have not. supposedly Xi Jinping's dying, and I, I don't, I do not think that's true. Uh, like that's like mainstream media didn't, news and stuff. Um, but didn't Jay Z or somebody just have an aneurysm? Jay Z yeah, did. That'd Jay, be I think it was Jay Z had an aneurysm just like last week. Oh no! So it's it was... weird that you're like Xi Jinping, and I'm no, like, no. What? <laughs> No, it's funny you say it's Jay Z. I think it was Dr. Dre. <laughs> Same thing, Dr. you know. Dr. Dre. Oh, my bad. <laughs> but, um, my bad. <laughs> oh, you're good. Um, no, I, you know, it's hard to know what the right answer is. Um, I want to wrap this up, though. So, I mean, any closing thoughts for you? Um, you know, just what do you think that people can do? I know that you're spiritual. I know that you believe in like the energy you put out, is what you get back. What do you want to end on here? I truly believe in my heart that things are shifting and they're shifting in a, in a direction where it will be more understood and it will be something that I think brings us together. It sounds really simplistic, but under a one world government. Right. <laughs> under a one world government sorry I didn't not that <laughs> Let, let's not go that that far with it but more in the direction yeah. of like we are sovereign beings and, and we have you know the rights to life liberty and happiness like those things are those are real like we we should we should be able to come to a consensus on on how to get back there you know and like if we take all of this fucking chaos and all of the theater and everything else like if we are aware of it doesn't that you know the illusion lose its its magic over you so like yeah. you know i know that that spirituality is not everybody's bag and it's not you know for me it's not about a god or a dogma it's more about this like just overarching sense of like if, together we can do anything you know, being, being an individual person and doing your own work, that is awesome. Like that's where we should start for sure. But then it's like that collective, you know, contributions and kindness and, you know, compassion and empathy and really coming back to like what it means to care for one another. You know, like I, I, I see that coming. And so I just like to do my best to facilitate that in any way that I can. That's good. That's a good, good closing thought. And uh, really appreciate you being at the Capitol and being peaceful, um, you know, really kind of pushing that narrative that, uh, you know, in my opinion, that the ones that were out there doing harm were part of a psyop. Um, so, and you very know, few and very few like, it, you know, they, they were not the majority of, you know, it wasn't this big giant melee. There was literally less than probably a hundred of them. So it's what, like, what I heard was that it was John, that John Sullivan guy who his brother, I think it's Jake or Jack. I forget. I said the same thing in our last episode. Uh, it was him and 226 people uh, that were part of Antifa. Um, you know, he didn't mention George Soros, but one person that got arrested said he was funded by George Soros. 
Um, mm-hmm. Whether any of that's true or not, I, I'm not here to say that. But yeah, 200 and and uh, let's say 250 people, just to be conservative, 250 people out of yeah. the hundreds of thousands of people there mm-hmm. caused uh, a problem. But you know, with really fancy cameras and really really good, mm-hmm. you know, attractive nice people narrating ops. what's going on, you can push whatever narrative mm-hmm. you want. So. You know, it's scary that that we're seeing this go on. And there's a lot of people, one right here, that believes in it. So, you know, we'll see what happens. And hopefully, yeah. uh, you know, good will prevail in the end. And we can all just fucking get along soon. Hopefully, right? It's made easier yes. by uh, it's made easier by uh, people like you joining us, Dirty. So so thank you very, very much for being here. I, yeah, you this know, is great. Thank you. And I really appreciate you guys, too, in the, in the conversations that you're having. Because I, I just feel like, you know, this whole we are the news now. Like, we really are. And it, it, yeah. it really just, it comes down to people like you really saying what you feel and saying what you believe and other people resonating and being able to find that, you know, common ground within. I think that's how it starts. Like that's how we all come together. So you guys are doing a kick-ass job out there too. Just keep, keep going. Thank you. Oh yeah. Really appreciate that. Dirty. Well, thank you. (laughs) And, and keep up the good work, keep up the positive energy and reach out anytime. This was a really, a really awesome chat. I love, I love this conversation. So thank you. Same. All right, guys. Stay safe, everyone. Have a good day. Yeah. (laughs) Take care.